Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast. It's Annalena here and today I have the honor to have the amazing Christy Sullivan with me and she is a human design and self-care expert, author and speaker of a, on a mission to help busy women to stop overworking and start overflowing. I just love that. And that is also the topic of today's episode, by the way, stop overworking and start overflowing. And uh, Christy hosts um, virtual community for female personal development junkies like herself. I'm one of those two, I think, to create better wellness, improve relationships, shift mindsets and manifest more success wealth and freedom to live their best life by design. So by design, since she is a human design expert. And Christy is also an international speaker, workshop and retreat teacher and lead author of a new best-selling Amazon book called Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing. So, um, and a, a few other books as well. And um, she launched it as a collaborative project with 25 other human design practitioners. So. That sounds amazing. And she has also co-authored three other best-selling books and published on Amazon during the 2020 pandemic. And Christy, so now I want to hear from you. Um, this is just such an amazing and inspiring bio. I'm so amazed by all the amazing work you have been doing. So welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity and uh, glad to be here too. Yes, yes. So my, my first question is, what brought you to human design? And what is this? And why is this so amazing? And why did you decide to start writing a book about it? There must be something to it, right? Yeah, well, I discovered human design about five or six years ago. And I had a friend who was doing a coaching program that I was part of and was um, the basis of where I learned this human design system. And we know it's like a rabbit hole. So I, I started to study it for myself and talk about it with maybe friends and did charts and for fun. And then in 2020, I actually had the opportunity. I stepped away from my marketing career that I had for a long time and um, had sort of this blank slate. I knew that I wanted to do my own business, to be in, in wellness and um, in personal development. And so I uh, stepped into this human design that I am as a generator and 
um, responded to opportunities. And that one of the first opportunities, um, interestingly enough, that I that I that happened was a friend of mine invited me to um, be part of her writing program, like a coaching program. And I didn't plan on writing a book. So I, I, I just said to her, well, I'll, I'll be part of it because I really wanted to support her. And um, then a few months later, one of my other friends was in a collaborative book and they were producing a second uh, in the series and they were looking for authors to write one chapter. And I thought I can write one chapter. So um, three books later, three chapters later, um, I had decided I was going to work with one of the publishers. And um, I had at that time started doing more formally human design readings and such. And so again, following this opportunity, the publisher said, I'm looking for people who want to lead a collaborative book. So I raised my hand and I said, how about uh, we do one on human design, bringing together other human design practitioners and experts to write their story on how they discovered human design. So that's sort of how I got into the book and into a human design business. Oh, cool. I love that. Um, and how has it made a difference like to have human design part of your, your coaching um, toolkit in a way, like what a difference makes that for you when you work with clients, when you know mm. human design, like as, as opposed to, you know, working with somebody and you don't know anything about their human design? Well, one of the things I primarily do is to help individuals who do come to me to look at that human design um, chart that's based on their birthday and help them to understand what all of the symbols mean and the energy centers that we see. Um, I have a background too in yoga and I love like the chakra system, which is part of the human design um, body graph. So um, I love teaching people um, what th that means, what the chart shows and having discussions with them. And then from there, I actually um, host um, some weekly sessions with small groups of women to support them in, okay, what do we do with this information now? Mm -hmm. So um, I call myself a guide more than a coach so that I'm helping provide the space and the conversation to talk about human design because for many people, it's such a new tool. Um, I also love coming on podcasts for that reason to like get the word out about human design. But I, I really see myself as, as um, providing that teaching. And that makes a difference for people who come to me, I think, because I'm able to... Um, even for myself, I've learned so much through working with people in their human design that it helps me honor, I think, more of the energies that are so many, so many unique energies that are out there. Mm, yeah. No, and I also love that um, guide because I have also learned through human design myself so much that it's more about guiding people so they can get to know who they are because in the end of the day, what we're all after is to trust ourselves more. Right. And human design is such a beautiful tool to help you understand who you are and finally get it. Like, yeah, I just need to trust myself. <laughs> it's, it's, it's powerful to have somebody guide us on that, on that journey there. So that's, um, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like it's also how we, 
then are able to honor our inner selves, honor more of our authentic selves, because uh, we go through life thinking we have to fix this or change this or become and improve, make better. Mm -hmm. And when we notice the design and really how we've been living has reflected a lot of it, although we do have the conditioning, it helps us kind of relax and say, okay, this is me. And I, I do honor that. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, going away from the fixing everything and really fully fully accepting of who you are, right? And I have also felt, I remember when I first um, had human design come into my way, I felt this wave of relaxation in my body that, oh, it's okay to be me. It's, it's, there's nothing wrong with me, first of all, because yeah, we're all different. We're all unique and I better be different than somebody else, right? instead of instead of fitting in so it is such a mind it's really such a mind-blowing concept and i invite everybody that's listening right now if you have never heard about human design well check it out <laughs> in the show notes there will be um some resources how we can connect with christy also myself um but if human design somehow right now found you and you have this feeling in your body like mm, something is more there for me follow that because that's your body and your energy guiding you. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about this book, right? Because that's also the topic, um, stop overworking and start overflowing. I mean, that's just great because let, let me kind of like think about myself back several days. I mean, I always had this idea like, well, I have to work hard to make money. And then, but it's kind of a contradiction because the more we work, even if we have more money, we can't really, we don't have more time, right? So it's like, how, how can human design help? And what have you learned from this book collaboration? And I, I personally haven't read it yet. I'm definitely inspired now to do read it. Um, and you said it's 25 different uh, chapters, stories that are integrated in the book. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the book. Well, I love when you said about... Um this idea of working harder and that doesn't always really lead to this kind of success we want. I, and I talk about this in my book, as I said, each, each chapter, each author writes about their personal journey. And for me, I was raised in an Eastern European family where the premise was work hard to be successful, work hard, study hard, um, graduate, uh, go to a good college, graduate, go to a a good job and, and then work hard. And, um, when I had started a, um, side business that had this like formula to follow, to be successful, I tried following it and it didn't work for me. And, um, I just felt more overwhelmed and uh, frustrated as a generator type does. Um, and what I started to notice, and this is when human design sort of crossed my path was that, um, why wasn't I able to achieve the same success as others? And it, and there's things like our programming and self-limiting beliefs that we could get into. But when I discovered human design, I also noticed the natural pattern that worked for my energy that I wasn't following. Mm -hmm. And when I started to, I started to feel more ease and flow in my life. I, I now know that, for example, finding the right kind of work I don't even feel like it's work anymore. And so I talk about that in my book, that this journey that I went through um, to use human design 
to help guide me so that I was making choices differently and um, noticing opportunities. Um, and like you, you preach, you know, slowing down so that I wasn't so busy that I actually missed opportunities that were for me. And so slowing down and doing more self-care and also doing the right kind of work um, really started to help me work less. Yes. So this is amazing because we, we both, we're sacral beings and human design uh, lingo, right? So Christy is a four, six sacral generator. I myself am a two, four manifesting generator, also sacral. So basically what they were just talking about to, to explain it a little bit um, to everybody that's listening right now, we are, when we are really busy and doing and doing and hustling and hustling, we are, we are basically trying to be in charge of everything, right? And trying to force life and, and the money and everything to come our way from working hard. The thing is though, the way that we are made to make decisions is our strategy always starts with this wait to respond. So that's what Christy was saying, right? Like if we don't slow consciously down and are really in this like, Oh, I'm so relaxed. I'm taking good care of myself. I'm enjoying myself and I'm just being right. Really enjoying life. And you can still do things, but really when your body is asking you to rest or slow down, you do that. And from that place, just like in nature, the way the oceans are and how the water, the app and the flow, right? It's like, once you can really lean back and then you can see everything all of a sudden. You can engage more in your senses. And then all of a sudden opportunities come your way, which may have been there already before, but you just didn't see them because you were so busy, right? Doing all the things. And then being a, a generator or manifesting generator, you have then that sequel, which is this gut belly feeling, which is like either going to be like an aha uh -huh, and it turns you on it's it's sexy and juicy right where it's this expansive feeling coming from your from your belly area or you may also have an opportunity that comes your way right where somebody asks you something hey you want to do this project with me and your sacral is it's not responding it's kind of like uh-uh nope and for me it was so helpful because i don't know about you but i'm used to kind of be like the people pleaser and i wanted to do about everything and anything right so kind of this like oh if i'm not going to say yes to this now i'm going to miss out on it so human design not only has given me this um divine guidance or knowing when something is really the right opportunity for me to so actually see the opportunities but also the confidence to set boundaries and say no to things that are not really fully feeling aligned for myself right yeah. And I love uh, that you're talking about this, um, you being a manifesting generator. And as I'm a generator, because we're talking about slowing down and in the human design system, the non-sacral beings, the manifestors, projectors, reflectors naturally uh, don't have this, what I call like large battery to do things. So they really do need a lot of downtime, mm -hmm. but even the generators types, um, and I say all types, need um need breaks because we are just overworking i think when we are getting into uh this idea of trying to achieve trying to get somewhere and so slowing down for all of us is is so much more impactful than just 
you know, um, for our health, it's even benefits our, our abundance, our flow. Um, again, what, what are we seeing for invitations and opportunities and, um, being more present, I think too. Yes, no, no, absolutely. Um, it's such, it's such a, I think for me, it was the most beautiful tool that ever, ever came my way. And what I also loved about human design is that I didn't have to fill out a hundred questions, you know, many other personality tests and not to, it just didn't work for me personally. It's for other people in my work, but I, I knew like, well, based on how I feel today or what I'm thinking about it in my head, I'm answering those questions. And then I'm such and such personality profile or something. And it wasn't, it was nice to know, but it wasn't really helpful and practical in life. And with human design, it was like, Hey, this is how you're best making decisions. And I used to call myself so like undecisive. So that was amazing. So tell us a little bit more about your book. Yeah. So my book, um, again, has a variety of authors and each one just with different background and using human design in, in various ways. One author talks about parenting and another from a more corporate HR perspective um, and, and all different also um, types of people who have been some studying human design for like 15 years, others who are, who are newer to the system. Um, and so what's interesting, and I don't talk a lot about this, but when I was looking to create this book, I had to actually recruit the authors for the book as part of being, um, the lead. And I didn't know a lot of people doing human design. So I actually used social media. I went online and I, uh, put in hashtag human design and I started to see, see people come up on Instagram and Facebook. And so I reached out, I just let them know, um, you know, that I was doing this book if they wanted to have a conversation. And the beautiful thing was whenever I had a conversation, I probably, I don't know, talked to maybe 75 or hundred people to get 25 authors. But what wow. I did was let them know that they just needed to consult their inner authority, that I wasn't here to sell it to them because their body knew whether or not they wanted to be part of this. So I didn't feel that pressure. I just let them know, use, you know, talk to your sacral or your emotional center, um, whatever that decision-making is. And let me know if this is the right opportunity for you. And I really feel like the 25 authors who came together, it was sort of magically, you know, the right group, the, the group that was meant to be for this book. This is uh, amazing what you're just saying, because uh, me being a coach, right? Um, we always, it's about, okay, how I'm going to sign on clients, how I'm going to sell, right? And I have this now too, because I know where I was many, many years ago, it was like, oh my God, having a sales conversation, like, uh, you know, the, the feelings that were coming up and, oh, but if they're not going to, sign on right away, then I did something wrong. And, and now I have learned that with human design, I mean, 50% of humans have emotional authority. And anytime I have a call with somebody with emotional authority, I'm like, well, I don't even want you to make a decision today. Like, why don't you take a little bit of time, let's say two, three days or a week, and we check back in later. And it just is such an actually expansive place. And that actually feels people more drawn to you because you acknowledge who they really are and what they need for their own energy. And like you say, it really takes the pressure away. And this is why, especially for sales, if you don't know anything about human design, it can make it much more complicated. 
and frustrating, right? Yeah. Uh, interesting side note. I had spoken to two reflectors mm-hmm. and reflectors are the type that actually in theory need to wait a whole lunar cycle, 28 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both knew that they weren't going to wait a month to get back to me. Um, and so they just did their own process of kind of reflection. And um, one was in one said yes to being in my book. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do have one reflector in the book as well. That's awesome. I love that. That is that is so incredible. And so what is something that you have been learning from this experience and also the stories that the other authors in the book have been sharing about their own journeys? I think it just shows um, this variety of authors and backgrounds, just how we unique we are and how I also truly believe human design finds you when you're ready. Um, the, you know, the teacher shows up when the student is ready. And for each of these stories, it's, that's a very similar thread um, that we were all, and it happens to be women who are authors in this book. Um, there were a few men considering this, but it turned out to be women. And we were all on our personal journey of, of self-growth and spirituality and human design came up at the right time and was really life-changing. Um, for some, you know, it was like, um, just a complete 180 for them in terms of how they saw themselves and, and how this shifted for them, things like relationships or turn their business in a different direction, or for example, parenting helped really help their parenting. And, um, there were many different effects that human design can have on your life. And I think we all just now share this enthusiasm for wanting to help others discover this and help them with their transformation in their lives. Yeah, I love that. And I I say the same always like, no, human design found me. It's not like, oh, I found it. I was after something. It's just, it's, and like you say, you have to be, you have to be ready for it. And that was one of the biggest learning lessons I had myself when I started to um, do readings that it's not ever something you can impose on anybody. Like, because you know how it is, like when you figure something out, like, oh my God, this is so life-changing. You need to know about this, right? But when I learned to follow my own strategy and way to respond, when more people were reaching out to me, I mean, a human design reading is just life-changing in all ways or forms in your personal life, relationships, business, everything, parenting. It's just, it's it's mind-blowing, right? But then I have also experienced a, a couple of scenarios where um, people weren't ready for it, right? And then it's kind of like, uh, mm, yeah, it's okay, but it's not really, it, you ha- really have to be ready for it. And you can probably hear the same content today and in two years from now. And maybe today you're going to be like, uh, it doesn't do anything. And in two years from now, when you're ready for it, it's going to change the world in the most magical way that you can, couldn't even uh, imagine today. So that's really, and that's also why I love human design so much because um, it has given me this, like, there's nothing I have to push with it. Like whoever's ready for it, um, they'll come find me you know, and me being a two line, two, four profile, that the two line is that hermit. So actually when I'm hiding out, it's, it's, I actually attract more people than when I'm constantly out there and trying to reach out and make things happen. Right. So it's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful dance. Um, and yeah. it's so different to what we learn, especially in the coaching industry of how to, 
how to be successful. It's really, unfortunately, often not aligned with our innate energy blueprint that your human design provides to you. Yeah, um, I'll make this note because I, I think you you mentioned a good point that some people who we may introduce human design to um, may not quite embrace it or so to speak or resonate with it. And I think that we have that concept of we have conditioning. We talked about personality assessments, and that takes into account our conditioning, our programming, our life experiences, which. Um, are on top of our this this natural energetic blueprint. So our human design blueprint never changes because it is based on your birth date, but the personality assessment can. And part of that reason is if you're working on like self-limiting beliefs or effects of trauma and clearing ancestral beliefs, um, then you can shift things. Um, when you're not doing that, when you're not doing that inner work, then it's hard to actually live in a human design, uh, being authentic in that design, I think, because you've got these other layers that are sort of holding you back. Um, and then I want to mention, I had this really fun opportunity this, uh, recently to do a reading for a mother, father, and, uh, their child. And the three of them, it was around the holidays, um, as a gift. And the three of them, I got to have them like come together to talk about uh, mm -hmm. how they were unique. Um, and I think when people embrace it, they've, they recognize and have done some of that deconditioning and are ready to really shift, you know, into that authentic, true being. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I don't know if you know that from my story, but I, I did the deconditioning way before for years and then human design came my way. And what I have noticed is that I was able to really use the human design for my highest good pretty quickly um but then also sometimes people that are just doing human design and like you say in the beginning it's a rabbit hole right it can really get us into the head a lot and overthink and because there's lots of information there um but they're not doing much of the deconditioning right which is the inner healing work then it has its limitations for sure because we we're not so easily able to tap into um, and really accept of who you really are and give yourself permission to be unapologetically you and set boundaries, right? Say no to the things that you want to mm -hmm. say no to. So we then get more caught up in the fears and we get stuck in playing small more. So deconditioning and human design is definitely, they belong together, right? It's, it's, a, it's a marriage in itself, I find. Yes. Yeah, it's so important. Um, and I think that's true that... Um, I've met a lot of people in, in my work where they've been doing that deconditioning work. And when they find human design or it finds them, mm. it brings together the puzzle pieces and validates things that they're discovering or they've discovered mm -hmm. about themselves, yeah. uh, ways of being that, that seems to work better. And I think that's what happens when you do that inner work. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Christy. Um, what, um, yeah, what, how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Are they interested to find out how they can publish a book since you have quite some experience there? Maybe you have some future collaborations uh, coming yeah. up or something like that. So how can they um, get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. I have a website they can um, go to where they'll find my book and uh, my contact information. And that's 
christyhsullivan.com. They can also find the book on Amazon. Um, and I'm also um, pretty active on Facebook. I have a group called Christie's Human Design and Self-Care Community. And I'm also on Instagram as Christy H. Sullivan. Okay, perfect. And Christy is with an I at the end, right? So perfect, perfect. Thank you for that. And then as a final nugget for the for the listener, what's either your favorite quote or something that you have intuitive right now in your heart that you want to uh, share with everybody that's listening? Like this one mm. nugget of wisdom. Usually when I talk about slowing down, it's around self-care. And my quote that I've been using this past year is that treat self-care um, as essential, not as a luxury or reward. It's so important for your energy. Yeah, it's like a non-negotiable, huh? Yeah. Yes. And, and it's so important for slowing down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, I took a bath today in the middle of the day. I've never done that before. I was like, hmm, that's new. So it <laughs> was Beautiful. my one, my body was asking for, but I, I love that it's, it's essential. It's an, it's a non-negotiable, right? It's really top priority. So I yeah. love that. Yes. Health is your new wealth, right? Isn't it? Yes, that's right. That's so okay. true. Perfect. So thank you so much, Christy. I really, thank um, you so much fun having this beautiful conversation with you. Thank you everybody for listening. And I cannot wait to see or hear you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.